and welcome to another episode of Deepening Faith. In this podcast, we've been exploring what it's like to be a Christian as a teenager, and we've been talking about some of the issues which affect our lives and our faith. In today's episode, we speak to Kia Powell about identity, what that means, and how it ties in with being a Christian. Hello, Kia. Welcome to the podcast. We've been very excited to interview you. So let's get this started by asking you the question of what is identity? As a Christian, identity is something very, very different to what the world sees it in. So like the world sees it as character, you know, what what I like, what I do. It's mainly from my actions and how I treat people. But identity from a Christian perspective, I'd say that's like whatever God says you are, you know, whatever he speaks into being about you is your identity. And it has nothing to do with what really what you do or your actions, because at the end of the day, all that is covered clean when you accept Jesus into your life. So that's the identity is kind of the the list of spices that God used to create you that makes everything that makes you amazing. So why is it so important to your identity in Christ? I think because of knowing that once you follow Jesus, especially as a young person, you're immediately going in the opposite direction as everyone else in the entire world. So once you're like firm and set with who you are, then you're okay to operate as a leader. You're okay to operate as a Christian and you're not like battered back and forth by what everyone else kind of does and says, you know, you don't have to live for other people. You don't live for your friends or even for your family. You kind of step into who you are and you you become who you were designed to be. If that makes sense, I hope that makes sense. At school, I, well, in my life, I try to be against the grain. Other people don't like school. I really enjoy school and uh, and just quite a bit about me goes against the normal conventions of what people my age think they should be. Like, and I kind of think that that's almost part of my identity now that I go against the grain. Yeah, I personally find I love to fit in. I, as a, everybody loves to fit in. So sometimes, especially being different and especially things that you can't change or things that you can change such as your faith it's sometimes it takes a lot of faith and a lot of courage mm-hmm. to stand out and not do the not be the same as everybody else i totally agree it's a massive challenge it's like that kind of balance you know you want to be along you want to be part of something but at the same time being a christian like in a space where people are christians you're constantly gonna stick out but that's why you know we have to be firm in our identity so that, you know, we can do that with confidence. Yeah, you said it's important to be firm in our identity. I was thinking, why is it important to find your identity in something as solid as God instead of changeable things? Like, what are your thoughts on that? That is another really good question. When I was at, like, church the other week, the person, the preacher was talking about if we kind of build our own set of things that we root our identity in it's like balancing a plant pot on your head and that plant pot represents your entire ethos of who you are and then when you wobble the plant pot wobbles you know so if we are the ones that come up with make it up as we go along then every time we wobble our identity is going to wobble with it whereas having Christ as our identity that has it's like a tree that's got roots that are like there since before we were born and you're becoming part of this massive lineage that has been going since the dawn of time. So it's easy. If you cling onto this tree, if you wobble, the tree's not moving. So it's kind of like having it firm, set in something that isn't determined by us or by the world, no matter what happens, like no matter whether 
everything you you know everything that your clothes your house gets blown away by a tornado like you still have something to hold on to no matter what happens in life and anyone will tell you that life is a massive roller coaster and things will hit you that you didn't expect so it's good to have something to cling on to and i feel like the only thing that's never gonna fail or move or falter is really jesus so all of the things you said already quite focus a lot about having an identity in christ so how yeah. do you get an identity in god i think it's a process definitely because if if i look at like my own life and i bet you guys can think about this as well when you think back to earlier years in school versus where you are now when i think back to when i was like starting secondary school i didn't really have a strong identity or even individuality you know I'd be very nervous and anxious and walking into places like you know that feeling if you walk into like a massive school dining hall cafeteria and you feel like everyone's so staring at you it is isn't it you're like oh my goodness am i dressed right like is, is my bag on properly like is the toilet paper stuck to my foot and it's like this elements of insecurity that's always there whereas that was to me in school like very insecure and not confident whereas now like I'm the person where I will speak up in a group. I'll not be afraid to put myself forward and make myself look a little bit silly because it's fine. You know, I can bounce back from that. But it's like constantly going back to your truths, if, if that makes sense. Like having maybe that set of Bible verses that tell you who you are. Like I'm confident, I'm powerful, I'm chosen, I'm a child of of God. And like those truths rather than the world telling you like, oh, you're not good enough, blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, which voices are we going to listen to? And if every day we choose to listen to the voices that are like, you are my child, you are chosen, you are amazing, you're confident, I've designed you the way that you are always meant to be designed, you're here on purpose, you're in this school, in this class for a reason, you're sat next to that person because I have a reason for you to be sat next to that person, as opposed to the world telling us opposite things. I guess making, there's a verse in the Bible that says you take every thought captive, and if you kind of notice the thoughts that come into your mind, listen to the ones that are from God and bin the ones that are from the enemy, making that a regular routine definitely strengthens your identity and also surrounding you with people that build you up rather than tear you down. I don't think school does a very good job of helping you build your own identity. But like, what are your thoughts on how... This is to you, Amy, as well. But what are your thoughts on, like... Well, how to go against the grain in schools in showing who you are. I think it's quite difficult because at school they tell you two things. They tell you to dress exactly like everyone else, have the same uniform, be exactly like everyone else. And they tell you, oh no, you can't be like everything else. You have to be the same. You have to be your own person. And it's very difficult to fight those two ideas. And I think everybody would just be you. Like, don't, if, if you want to wear your hair a certain way, wear it that way. Do you remember what people did? Like, what do you remember what people were doing? Not really. So nobody actually cares. Well, in a nice way, nobody really cares. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just totally agree with that. There's this theory where it's like spotlight syndrome in psychology, where we all think that everyone's kind of staring at us and paying attention to us. When in reality, everyone thinks like that. So no one actually cares about what you do. So I guess that's kind of a freeing thing. And it is hard. Like you're saying in school, everyone literally is told to dress the same way. So you can't express yourself in your clothes. And 
you know, when I went to college, I learned to express myself in, the, in my clothes and that really helped. But in school, you're restricted in that sense. So I guess it's hard because you have to find new ways to be an individual, to be you. But you know how you guys were saying how having these like hobbies and things that you enjoy, like whether that be reading, drama, art, sewing, like those focusing on those things on your own walk, having like a tunnel vision for moving forwards, like even in schools, I don't know whether it is what it's like for you guys and you can tell me about it, but like in my school, it wasn't, sometimes people are made fun out of for being a bit of a nerd or for like doing their homework or for going to the library. They're just kind of picked on and bullied might be a bit extreme, but probably is the case that people are bullied for working hard at school. But then once I came to uni, that's the complete opposite. Like it's normal for everyone to love reading and to love books and studying. So it's hard to have your identity when people are picked on so what would you guys say that's like in school, like having something that you love and being are people picked on about it? I think to an extent, I think people are picked on about stuff that they enjoy. It's got better as the people around us have matured and grown, okay. but it's still there and the pressure to conform is still there. I would say it's, it's not really, I don't think people mean to be so mean, to, especially to some people who are just, different but and there's nothing more than different and i do i think they they don't realize that people actually like they do well have feelings as well so how did you become a christian i was very privileged in the sense that my mum and dad raised me to be christian um but my mum and dad weren't always christian so they've got a cool story as well um but for me yeah i was kind of raised in a church in a typical christian family but then I guess it gets to that point when I guess kind of where you guys are now, when you get to year 11, year 12, year 13, and people who were brought up in church tend to start falling away. And it was kind of during, I've always, like I said, I've always been a Christian. I was baptized actually when I was like nine or 10. I've been reading my Bible and stuff, but it was kind of just common knowledge. I'd say my relationship with God came about probably in lockdown, genuinely when there was no one about and I started taking more of an intentionality towards faith and had this little book where I'd write down my prayers or any encounters with God I had or any like, I don't know, dreams, visions, like any sort of thing. I'd try and capture it and write it down. And since then, I'd say that I've had such a stronger relationship with God as opposed to Christianity just being a thing that I do, like a church, a thing that I believe in. But yeah, what about you guys? Um, Lucy um, from Brightline. Um, we've semester done we interviewed off this one. She said a very similar thing about how lockdown really like deepened her relationship with God through her how just having having a lot more time to spend on it and a lot more time to remind. I was also in quite a bad place emotionally, um, at mm-hmm. in the big lockdown, like just before. Like I genuinely think that lockdown left like really saved me from getting into a deep rut of mental health problems. Um, but like Having that time away from school really mm. developed my relationship with God and understand who I am and to find, like, when, as I was going through that, I, like, remember thinking it's like a, a swing dial and it was recalibrating to my north, which was God. How would you say it did that? I mean, what when you said you find yourself, you found yourself, how would, what did that feel like? How What did that look like? 
I don't like that. It's a really hard thing to express in words, but it's just that I felt there was just so much stuff that I was feeling and experiencing that that those problems and the thoughts kind of became more ingrained into who I was than they should have been. And then it was just yeah. to eradicate those and get them out of my identity. I totally agree. No, yeah, that was amazing. So you mentioned a lot about how having your identity in Christ is very important. As you're a teenager and as you're like trying to figure out who you are, how do you make sure that our identity aligns with what God wants us to do? Make sure that what's right. Scripture's one main thing. I mean, like listening to the person on the pulpit is great. Listening to the video is great. But one thing that um, I kind of was always told is if it aligns with scripture, then that's good. So I guess being familiar with your Bible is one big thing. And, and that in itself is something quite exciting because there's parts of the Bible that challenge us that we don't really understand. But so that's one thing. Um, and then again, having those mentors and pillars and people that are kind of like spiritual parental figures that you can always check with. So if you're believing something about yourself, you can check in with your mentor or even just checking in with the Holy Spirit, like learning to listen to what Holy Spirit is saying and you become familiar with his voice, right? So when there's something that you might be believing about yourself or something that you pin to your own identity, you you could even just have that moment and be like, okay, Holy Spirit, I believe this about myself. Is, is this from you? And kind of wait and listen and, and see what can, what do you feel? What senses do you feel? Like, do you feel a peace? And that usually means, okay, yes, it's from God. Or if you feel, a, you know, not a peace, or if it's kind of directly against something that's mentioned in the Bible, or if you open your Bible and you read a verse and it comes out at you and you're like, oh, no, that's challenging me. I think it's in those moments that we can check that. But I think as well, things that make us feel alive and make us feel great and excited, that's usually what God wants us to do. Like, that's something I've realized quite recently. Like, if you're doing something and you're like, I really don't enjoy this, I don't feel good. That's probably not what God wants you to do. So if it makes you feel alive and excited and your heart beats and your spirit's gone crazy, then that means, yeah, that's what God wants you to do. Or if you feel peaceful and happy, then yeah, it's usually what God wants. I found what you said about, like, taking bits of scripture quite interesting because as only sometimes when I'm reading parts of the Old Testament it really it doesn't make sense it's so difficult to yeah. understand I said like some of the versions are so like it seems yeah I'm doing poetry in English at the moment it seems similar to that worse than that <laughs> yeah like okay. it's just some of the things are like I don't know how this can relate to how I'm feeling mm-hmm. I feel like it's normally it's important to pray through these things emotionally and to all like read different versions that's so true i like i really want to comment on that because that was a being a teenager and a christian and then you go to the old testament you're like what is going on here this just doesn't make sense but like learning about it like because there's it's so intentional like even every part of the old testament even the bits we don't get linked to the entire theory of the bible and jesus is part of it even though we think jesus is just in the new testament but it's actually He's through there all the way through. And I totally recommend, I don't know how we like recommend different things on here, but there's videos on YouTube, like from the Bible Project that talk about the, yeah, the eighth book of the Bible. Like just, I'm doing a Bible plan with them at the moment and they've got a podcast as well. And it's just, honestly, it just digs into it and it's 
helped me so much. Like, you know, at the start of Matthew, when it does that massive long, he was the father of him, he was the father of him. I used to be like, what is that? But now, like, like, when I'd you just skim read, I'd be like, yeah. it seems hard for other women. Let's just be about the this story. Let's just go to nativity, you know, when the baby's born. I, mean, I understand. Just skip that. Exactly. But like after going through the Old Testament, you can hear these stories. You're like, hold on, I remember that name. No way, what? He was the father. What? And then it kind of all fits together and makes sense. So I'd recommend as a young Christian, kind of trying to brush up on our Old Testament knowledge by looking at these videos that break it down because it really helps. That's really cool. Yeah, I will definitely check those out. Obviously, you're in university. So you had to leave your hometown and... Yeah. definitely like find a different church at university how did you go mm-hmm. do you, what was it about the a church that felt right to you how did you find one that suited you that's a really good question because for the fall of my first year I didn't have a church like I found it so hard to find one because one place to worship was great but I didn't really feel included the other one the worship was mainly hymns but I didn't really you know I wasn't used to hymns but literally, what day is it? Monday? So yesterday, I found my church. Like, me and my friends, we got settled in this church. I went one time, and it, it I felt good, but I wasn't used to the worship, but I went again. I, it was genuinely just yeah, a kind of peace about it. Like, I felt, okay, I, I can come back here. I feel nice. Be the community. People genuinely went out of their way to introduce themselves to you, and you feel kind of included. And it's kind of as simple as that. It's it's not easy because often we kind of go to the church that our parents go to or where our friends go to. But all of a sudden, you're literally plonked in the middle of a country where you've never been and you have to find a whole community. So I'd say, yeah, if I had to like advise anyone, try a few, but kind of the first one that you feel a peace about, just stay there because otherwise you'll end up church hopping for ages like me and that doesn't get you anywhere. How does like... Especially, there's so many different denominations of church and different styles. Mm. How did you find one that like links to how to your personal relationship with God and like to your identity? I this might be controversial, but this is just how I approached it. I kind of threw the idea of denominations out my head. Like I came from a Church of England church, and initially when I searched for a Church of England church, churches are different, and you're never going to get the perfect one, right? But then. We have a chapel at my college, which is like very high church, like choirs, candles, that kind of thing. Like we wear gowns. It's crazy. But I felt kind of nice there at some, on like this Thursday service. So I thought, you know what? This isn't what I'm used to, but I'm going to give it a go. Because at the end of the day, it's one God, one Holy Spirit, one Jesus. Um, And at the moment, I've kind of settled in a Baptist church, which again, not what I'm used to, but we all are brothers and sisters in Christ. So... I wouldn't let that be an obstacle because it allows you to connect with different types of people. Lots of people have, whether it's pivotal moments or just small, quiet moments that really confirm our identity in Christ. And you said one of yours was locked down. Do you have any others that kind of made you realise? I'd say, well, one that keeps coming up is that my mum always tells me that when I was three years old, apparently there was this moment when I was kind of wriggling, you know, as babies do, like holding on stuff, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, I just kind of went still. And she was saying that she could feel the Holy Spirit in the room. So I'd like to claim that as a moment when I was a baby, but I can't really remember it. So other than lockdown and that like continuous behavior, 
think honestly for me people talk about like big kairos moments when like there was a massive switch for me it's just been kind of like multiple little moments like opening up the discussion about god with my friends when previously i was a little bit nervous about it because i didn't know how they'd react but becoming comfortable about that um and yeah finding a church by myself like that's crazy and like feeling like manifesting the presence of god for the first time which is literally like last year or the year before having grown up in church the first time i physically felt the presence of god was literally when i was like 18 or 19 but you know that was pretty big for me so i'd say it was multiple little things that helped to firm my identity but what, what about you guys i really like engage when it worship with people like just the chorus of voices and everything it just really makes the connection so there's quite a few times where like i've just been worshiping with people and i've just felt this immense sense of either peace or like a specific mm. word that has just made me feel so emotional and wow. yes this is what i believe in even recently we were on a school trip and there was this busker in the street singing oceans i went up and like it was just such a god moment like i oh. was sobbing in the street and like worshiping <laughs> it was intense but really cool i really feel like the presence of god especially if, like i've been to a few like it kind of like big christian concerts almost like yeah I've, i just love them where like everybody around is like having a great time mm-hmm. And just praising God, and I think when you could just like feel the bass, like the your ribs, I, 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 it's great. But also, I really, I don't know, I, I feel like confirmed my identity in God when I don't know when I'm just quiet, prayerful moments. I don't know yeah. find that easiest when I, I don't know whether doodling or painting or do, I don't know because sometimes I find it quite difficult to just sit there, almost like like just mm-hmm. sit there still to just do something um, and yeah 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 so this is a question that we ask all of our guests what have been your deepest and your weakest points in your relationship with god as much as when i went to college like i, I felt my identity in the sense that i could express myself and things like that going into new places for me i think in the past have been a weak spot so starting a new sixth form or starting a new uni because you constantly have that feeling of wanting to be liked wanting to fit in wanting to do a good job you've got academic pressure social pressure and those will be my weakest because i i guess i squeezed god out of the picture and i think i can do it on my own you just can't do it on your own really because then you find like what well, i found i just wasn't as happy because i was living for the people you know trying to entertain the group trying to fun trying to you know things like that so I'd said that they would have been my weakest moments like first year college and first year uni because you're constantly battling with like social and academic pressure but deepest I mean I totally hear you when you talk about you know those Christian festivals like coming back from Soul Survivor back in the day I'd feel right on top of it I'm like I'm the best Christian ever and then that usually like runs out by the end of the summer and I start schooling it does literally like the summers are a high point um but like i guess at the moment would be my deepest because i haven't had those summers really soul survivor hasn't really been a thing 
I used to go to New Wine, but then I couldn't go last year and it was cancelled because of COVID. And But then I guess it would be my deepest because you have to think, okay, well, I'm not going to get it given to me. Like, I have to go after it, if that makes any sense. Like, going to the Bible out of my own accord, weaving it into my daily routine, making God part of every decision about, like, my careers and my academics. I think that's been my deepest because then I've finally opened my heart up to new experiences rather than closing my mind to what I think it means to be Christian. We've loved talking to you. Do you want to tell us where people can follow you on social media? Oh, sure. Okay, well, I absolutely love speaking to you guys as well. This has probably been the best Monday evening I've had in a very long time. Um, Yeah, you can follow me on social media. It's literally my name, kia.power underscore, and I will answer DMs and things like that. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Kia, for speaking with us on the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Thank you for listening to Deepening Faith today, dear listener. If you're enjoying the series, make sure you like and subscribe. And if you feel like leaving us a nice review, that would be much appreciated. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at deepeningfaith at ecb.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great week. Bye.